0: It is eight o'clock. I am Billy Kirkwood. I expect, and it's time for a motherfucking broadcast. If you have never watched broadcast before, what else is that about? Is that about big hulking men with beards? Yes, at time it can be, but it's a celebration of not only the alternative lifestyle, our friends, and the brotherhood, and wherever you are in the world, we get to talk to some amazing and interesting people from all walks of life, all types of background. We're all inclusive, all diverse. Everything you could want in a podcast. And what we get to do is we get to talk to them about their journey through their life and where it brings them right now. And they come on and become friends. How fucking amazing is that? I'm Billy Cargood, stand up comedian. As well as anything, we want to make sure that you give a big shout out to the people who make this happen, Bra Beard Oil. So make sure to head over, check out their social media. You can head over to Facebook, you can head over to Twitter, and you can head over to Instagram. But don't forget, check the shop just now at brabeardoils.com. There's loads of amazing stuff. If you're heading out, maybe for the summer you're making plans or you're heading out for the weekend and now that you can, why not get that beard looking amazing or for the hairy motherfucker in your life, why not get them Either some amazing t-shirts, bandanas neck gaiters or neck trousers as I described it the other week uh, combs and all manner of cool stuff head over there and check them out, they are the folks that help us bring this to you each and every week and it it's their podcast I am just a gobby flappy Scottish mouth in front of it, I made mean, that sound a little more body horror than I was expecting right I've got a great guest for you today We have had MMA fighters, we have had ninjas, we have had pro wrestlers We have had actors and we've had comedians But we've never had someone that's kind of combined a lot of those Our guest today is Neil Bradschweiss, an old friend of mine Uh, He is an actor, he's a writer, he's a comedian He's a YouTuber, I guess Uh, You might know some of his work that has gone viral on YouTube and across social media But let's take a little look and see what he's all about (laughs)
1: Mate, I think I bought a buck fast in this tune. Buckfast? fast. Davey! Any GBX anthems, mate? My name? GBX anthems? No. Oasis? The Jerry Cinnamon? Where, where we are now? Cascada? Margaret! There's no Greggs in this thing, mate. What? There's no Greggs? How come? What? Greggs? There's no Greggs, mate. I hate eating, bruh. Do you know where's I'm showing the moral again? Huh? Do you know where's I'm showing the moral again? No, someone are showing it in there. Ah, cheers, mate. Cheers.
0: There is no way they were showing the mother game in there. No fucking way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome uh writer, comedian, actor, YouTuber? Uh, he is also known as the Wee Man. But tonight we're having on a very special guest, wonderful Mr. Neil Branchpiece. Oh, 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 sorry. Mr. Branchbee says, is is Neil there? Oh, it's the beard! What's happened to you? I have aged horribly, thanks for (laughs) that. Mate, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. That is a stupendous beard. I'm not so much Brian
1: Blessed as Brian Cursed. I love it. I
0: I love it. I love the fact it
1: starts all the way at your baseball cap and goes right round. It's got about out of hand. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's why I'm in desperate need of whatever kind of beard care grooming products you can provide for me. I would really appreciate that. It's particularly at the sides. I don't mind it coming down here like that. I think that's pretty cool. But it's the sides they're getting to. That's out, that's how out I control it. And I'm amazing. I'm refusing to trim it now because I'm kind of keeping it for a thing that I might do. So. He's he's keeping it for a thing. We're all
0: excited. It's the Buster Merryfield story. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. It's his, If you ever wanted to see an origin story of yeah. uh, Uncle Albert from All Falls Fools and Horses, this is the man to be. Legitimately, you might actually be. That is my. That is actually maybe amazing casting. Never <laughs>
1: actually. I've never even thought about the Uncle Albert uh kind of the correlation here but as it's that's quite eerie now that i'm looking at it <laughs> it's the same but, shape I, I, I was just thinking that is actually
0: legit if the bbc are watching uh i know you like your uh your profile uh you know films and background stories i've just got to say there's money to be made here hook up yeah. Uh, gonna yeah uh it's going to be great uh first the- back, so First of all, we've had loads of amazing guests on. Uh, full disclosure, uh, we've been gigging together. We've known each other for probably like, uh, like 50, uh, 50, uh, 50, uh, 50. Uh, 50. <laughs> i got it. It might be 15 years. Jesus Christ. It might,
1: uh, it m- might, m- it might, it might be a bit more than that. It right? might be yeah. a bit more. It might it be. be a bit more, right? I'm so old. Well, we're so, we're so old. So Christ! Because uh, I, I mean, when, so like when I started, I was a teenager doing like sketches in the double act with Martin. Yes, and I think I would I would have gagged a year in a bit, run a bit then. I, right? I, I I
0: hadn't started. Uh, I hadn't started long, but I had started. Uh-huh. But um, but, I yeah.
1: you, Did you did you start doing improv? Did you start by doing like improv shows and then? And no no mate a- I, I
0: i went into uh i went into a uh, um stand-up that was a uh, uh, that's how i got kicked off uh was by doing stand-up and i think i did a red raw i think if nobody knows what a red raw is and why would you whatever you're watching but red raw is a night at the stan comedy club in glasgow where new comics and older comics they can get to try new material they can just get some stage time uh and i think round about that time i was like very much on Ten, short leash and very much on like ten minutes. Oh no, even that. I think I was on five minutes. And I saw you and your brother doing a sketch. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was
1: off. Oh no, it wasn't it? Wasn't your brother? It was. Oh, was it your brother? Hang on, that's not your brother, is it? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I've done. Martin's not my brother, no. But I've done sketches with my brother David. Like since then, I've done it. Oh. Done a few with him. I did the ventriloquist act with him where I was the puppet. I don't know if wow. that's what you might be thinking of. Oh, that was, seen, that was. I've seen that. Was
0: I've seen that, and that is terrifying, in all fairness. I've seen that, and that is... But listen, here we are. Here's us reminiscing about the past. Uh, maybe it's time to talk about where we are right now. Uh, you've been in lockdown for a year, mate. Um, first of all, we'll get this out of the way. I hate asking this question about how has your lockdown been. Give me a genuine answer.
1: It's been fine, honestly. Uh, it's like, yeah, I started enjoying it quite quickly, and I'm not going to lie... I mean, obviously, like, you know, yourself and a lot of other people, I had a lot of um, live show stuff that immediately went down the drain with the pandemic starting and the lockdown coming into effect and stuff. And, you know, some of them were quite gutting and quite, you know, have (laughs) quite serious financial repercussions with some of the bigger shows I was doing. I was maybe doing a show at the Armadillo, which got postponed, stuff like that. But then there's other gigs that I'm, like, quite happy for. (laughs) <laughs> An excuse to never, never do that. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to offend anyone personally or whatever. I don't know who might be watching and all that. But um, you know, if it takes a global pandemic to come along to prevent me from hosting any more burlesque nights in the <laughs> attic of a pub in Dundee, then bring on the pandemics, man. <laughs> well,
0: there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a it's a very different world that we live in just now. But one of the one of the cool things is Neil is like uh, uh, talking about turning into the curve. I mean, obviously, you are uh, one of the uh, lead writers on Breaking the News, for example. Yeah, you'll you'll write in episodes of that. You'll appear in episodes of that as well. If you don't know what Breaking the News is is a topical panel show, uh, news show really uh, on uh, BBC Radio Scotland, but it broadcasts all around the world. But what I loved is straight away we started seeing. I did wonder. I wonder what the wee man. Wonder what Neil. Wonder what the wee man's going to do. And you started doing your daily running videos, which mm. uh, I loved because of if nothing else, the stories behind them. Like when you would tell me that you would run past that flat every day, and wasn't there like some women in your street that ended up actually tweeting about you? Yes. Uh,
1: so she lives. Uh, she lives in the bottom floor of this building. Actually, that's close. Um, right. Uh, so, it's actually my girlfriend's uh, flat that I was like um, kind of moved into for lockdown basically. Good on um, you. Good on you. You so got it's... your,
0: you hutched your back into someone else. Good on you. Good on you. I mean,
1: <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm always, I was always correcting folk when they were going like, oh, your neighbours uh, must be going mental or your neighbours must be so annoyed. And I'm like, it's not my neighbours. I wouldn't do it in my way. <laughs> <laughs> but like for real, like doing my way. For one thing, there's a police station right next door to me. And it's just no as, I don't know, like the layout of the kind of buildings and stuff just wouldn't make it as entertaining to me. It's partly entertainment for me doing those running videos was the fact that um, it's like a wee, quite a wee narrow kind of Glasgow street, like a typical Glasgow street. And I kind of felt like I was good sometimes when I was going out running, I would kind of have like an audience watching me through windows. Because the streets (laughs) just lined the windows. And I would get folk... Shouting at the windings someday, like when I went, I went out and did a run dressed as um, Toad to Mario Brothers.
0: Yes, so basically yes.
1: just had the mushroom head and a wee waistcoat on and that was it, like from, from the <laughs> wee waist up. So I got a guy shouting me at the window, "I like, i oh, looking, looking sexy today, mate. <laughs> and then he's asking where they can see the videos and I was like, uh, look up OnlyFans. That's what I... Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Because um, you, the... you get a lot of neighbours asking where they can see them and stuff. Um, uh, amazing, that would be a nice, but that yeah, that last day uh, tweeted saying. Uh, that every day she quote tweeted one of the videos going every day this man runs past my window sometimes it's funny but sometimes it makes me jump which is honestly that's the nicest review I've ever had like it's, <laughs> it's it's not bad it's 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 enough for
0: an Edinburgh poster I think it's enough for an Edinburgh poster yeah, yeah. It, and, it, yeah. and the thing is that, so this was like for those that are watching at the back of the start of lockdown obviously when we were only allowed to do our one bit of exercise a day one of yeah. my one of my bits of exercise a day was watching Neil go for his daily run um, (laughs) in these videos where we saw them from everybody from uh, uh, like you say Toad God what's some of my favourites to uh, uh, Animal from the Legion of Doom Um, I think there was a Pikachu one in there as well Uh, what was what was some of your favourites because at one point you you must have done that for a while on consecutive days near enough how many days did you go
1: uh, it was I mean it was over it was over 30 videos I did so it would have been over a month yeah uh, in, in total, but uh, I'm not, close to f- close to fifty, maybe forty. others. I'm not, honestly Fucking not sure. Hell, um, I had a few, I had a few favourite ones. Uh, I did like the toad one, the animal from Legion of Doom, like you mentioned. Yep. There was yep. a lot of effort went into that. Uh, someone did pull me up on Twitter though because I said uh, "well," which was always hawk. That's hawk. Uh, they that that said that. that not animal, and I'm like, I know I am aware of that. Obviously, if I'm going to get dressed up as one at Legion of Doom and run down a street in Glasgow than I'm going to know the background of the Legion of Doom, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I had to include some kind of catchphrase, and it was always hard yeah. to catchphrase. So that's my first bit of creative license. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, you're,
0: uh, taking, you're taking creative license. We don't need to get... He yeah. knows. Trust me. Like, he, he knows.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, I uh, did David Bowie from Labyrinth was one of my favourites. So you uh, that. To... So you that. Because I, I got to throw a baby up in the air like he does in the film. Uh, not a real baby it was like a doll obviously uh, uh it became more and more like just doing film related ones it got to the point where i confess actually my girlfriend bought me the captain jack sparrow costume just bought it online <laughs> so wore one for that because it was i think at one point i was just like oh i've got i've got a kind of wig that fit for a couple of things that would fit for Captain Jack Sparrow, but I've already used this work for something else. So, what am I gonna right. do? And then she just ordered me a Jack Sparrow costume online. I'm like, that's cool. Man. She's <laughs> yes. a keeper, is that, is that? Is yeah. yeah, absolutely. Does that, yeah, does does that make curious. her executive producer on uh, those videos? Or, yes, well, at the very least, she is uh you know a naturally skilled makeup artist because she did do my makeup for the well, Legend of Doom, one for instance, and yeah. A number of others one, I think I had a green face for being the Wicked Witch of the West once mm. and all that. Mm. Yeah, so she, uh, yeah, she put up with a lot during that, <laughs> that, whole, that whole phase. But I had to, um, I had to uh, run its course, so to speak, because uh, I think I did have a few more costumes left. Actually, there were a few that I didn't get to use. I think I didn't get to use. Uh, there's a cowboy hanging, what like a Mexican thing. I didn't get to a few, a few things that I could have used for an idea. But uh, it got to the point where it was like instead of relieving stress, it was actually stressing me out. Yeah. Trying yeah, to think, yeah. of like, oh, what's, what's the perfect, you know, I mean, accompaniments for this wigger or hat or whatever? And what do I say for this? Oh, I didn't quite get the timing of that right, and not just that, but obviously the kind of gag of the video is I'm actually going out for a cigarette. Yeah. Pretending that I'm going for a run while smoking, and I did that enough times where it was like I was getting to the end of it going like I need it. I need to cut down in this one. smoking more now for the sake of these 10-second videos every day. So it's like I've actually have cut down, cut down smoking again uh, since then. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't pick that back up. That, that idea. <laughs> that,
0: that's that's commitment, man. That's commitment. But uh, right, yeah. we've got past a uh, lockdown. I know you've been writing and working, like you mentioned, uh, singing. I'm no Billy. He's a Tim two or um. What what was the name of the story? I, I feel like I should know the name of that. Didn't have another name, or was it just I'm um, singing? Oh no, it had another name, but it was it, going to be singing. I'm no Billy. Yeah. He's a Tim too. Um,
1: it had, yeah. When it was originally at the Pavilion, it get renamed Billy and Tim and the Wee Glasgow Ghost. I think which that's right. And you were the yeah. Wee Glasgow Ghost. Yeah, so that's like you know what I mean. That's the I was like that was up to the Pavilion, and that's a kind of a very kind of Pavilion centric name. Uh, cool. I think, but since kind of going on the road with it since then, uh, it got changed to just sing, singing. I'm not a he's a tim two, and the ghost thing was kept as a more of a surprise, and which I think it should have been in the first place. But well, again.
0: well, uh, needless to say, that's still something that's going to be in the horizon when when you can. And I know that you've been writing and what have you during lockdown. But let's have a little chat about how things got going because. God, it's, it's, as well as being an award-winning comedian, uh, not for the online videos, we've still got a bunch of contention. We'll come back to that later. Um <laughs> I, I only say that because me and Neil uh, occasionally will work together as uh, a double act. We never gave ourselves a name. It was just Billy Neil. Uh, here's a little picture of us here from a preview. There we are there. Look at his <laughs> sound. Oh. <laughs> aren't we just? Aren't we just ready? You know, I Who's? I remember. I remember. I, I, I Michael Ball. Who's the other guy? I think it's Alfie Joey. Is that? Is oh. it Alfie no, no, I've got his name wrong. Alfie Bo. Alfie Bo. Alfie uh, Bo. Why I mean... is it?
1: It should be called Alfie Cock, and then. It's a double cock and ball. ball.
0: (laughs) The reason I say that's right is because I, I I remember we were we were doing a gig at the stand, and I tweeted that going, "Can't wait to do the stand tonight. Look at our faces." And it was this picture, and uh, probably one of the only times the stand have really responded to some of my absolute nonsense, where it's like proper laughed out loud at that one, and it was like, "Which one is who?" Though I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm pretty sure I'm Michael Ball. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. I think.
1: I okay, think I'll be out I'll be, my, Al- I'll be, I'll Alfie be then. I, I, I'm
0: pretty. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but I just get the feeling that's the way it is. If if nothing else, because uh, well, you're, you're smaller, I guess would be the way. I, I put mean, it. that does
1: that promo photo there does look kind of like a promo photo we did once. It's like in a similar stance. Oh, right like enough. <laughs> sausage. It's not that dissimilar.
0: Uh Oh, God, I wish I had that. I wish I had that right here. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll stop stop, uh, thinking about the past and we'll talk about where we are right now or or, or some of the things you've done. How did you get into stand-up? I mean, obviously, your journey is very unique because comedy runs in the family. Literally, comedy runs in the family. Your dad's a stand-up comedian. Your brother's a stand-up comedian. When did you start taking any interest on getting on the stage or being involved with
1: comedy? When did that kick off for you, Neil? Uh, I mean, in, when I was still in high school, I guess. Uh, cool. I mean, I suppose if you count to kind of primary school as well, I only kind of. Right. Well, I only kind of remember that re- relatively recently, but I remember in primary school writing a sketch show, which I picked some of the class to be the sketch troupe, and we literally performed the sketch show for the rest of the class. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of almost besides the point. Like officially, on in, in a, in a stage. In front yeah. of people who aren't your classmates was when I was still at high school. Um, it was actually Stu who came round the high school um, doing comedy workshops. All right. Uh, with kids. So he was kind of touring about Scotland, um, in various schools. And did he have the bat? Uh, did
0: he have the batsuit with him? Or sorry, that's bullshit. No. Uh, <laughs> That rank? No, no. <laughs> he, 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 he once told me the story about when he got to try on Val Kilmer's suit, and it always makes me smile right. every time I right. think of it. Um, so he came and he did workshops at the school. Were you, you were a fan of comedy then, though, because it sounds like an odd thing, yeah. but but um, I mean, that- little, little kids, primary school kids, even early secondary, they never think of themselves as being in to comedy. Yeah. Uh, was, was that what you were? Were you into comedy and seeking out loads of different I mean, stuff? I, well,
1: yeah, but yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, you know, in retrospect, you kind of uh, realize that now. But at the time, I just kind of assumed, oh, like everyone knows all the words to Adder Goes Forth" and stuff, and is just watching the VHS tapes over and over again, and bottom and the young ones and whatever else. Um, oh it, you just, I was just kind of brought up around it. Um, well, you mentioned my dad um, got into stand-up comedy, um, but he'd always kind of brought us up with just. Like, there was always something, um, like on TV, like stand up comedy, or they had like hundreds of tapes, right? Um, right. stand up comedians I just always remember kind of sitting in the car and listening to stand up comedy just uh, as my dad was driving, just because it was in the tape uh, player yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And just, I mean, you just assume everyone, every family does that, but maybe, maybe that's not the case. Um, so when my, my dad got into stand up, um, around about the time when. The stand was just kind of starting as a comedy club. Um, yeah. Because when he started doing it, it was still in a basement room in Edinburgh. Christie's, I think it might have been. Christie's, that's right. But way before my time, but uh, I've heard the stories right. of it. Um, well, he, he, he was there, I think he was on at the last night it was ever on at Christie's because it ended up a bit chaotically, like the the owners of the pub upstairs Eventually, I had a go at the comedians that were running the show downstairs. So that was just like the relationship was over. I can't remember right. the details of that. Um, but it wasn't long after the Stan Comedy Club started up as its own kind of establishment in Edinburgh and then Glasgow. So I think my dad was one of the first, would have been one of the first comedians that had been getting booked there and stuff. So um, round about the same time, like I said, when I was in high school, Stu Hoo came around doing workshops. Me and my friend Martin from high school. Um, you know, we were both kind of common ground of liking comedy and that sort of thing, like Bottom and uh, League of Gentlemen, possibly at the time, kind of similar interests. So we started writing sketches together. At the Glasgow the Glasgow competition that Stu Who was coming round to kind of promote. Right. Uh, sponsored by Fanta. Uh, won that, won the Glasgow one, and then went down to the London Comedy Store for the finals. What? So technically so what age are you in this? this was, I think 16, 15 or 16. Wow. So, yeah. So, my first ever gig technically was at the London Comedy Store hosted by Jonathan Ross. <laughs> and uh, it's just been rapidly downhill since <laughs> then. Like, it started, started at the top and um, But, yeah, a few future um, actors, I think, were in the same competition as is. I'm oh, trying to think now. There was Coronation Street. Oh, In the same competition as us, and like folk like that, what we were quite I think chuffed of at the time was we were one of the few um, or like kids that weren't obvious kind of drama school kids. Go I'm yeah. not having a go. I'm not having a go at these posh kids, right? But feel free. <laughs> feel free, let them have it. Let them have it. Feel free. Feel free. Well, it was like it, it was kind of noticeable. Um, now I think there was another double act to we guys. From maybe Manchester or Middlesbrough, or something like that, and we kind of—they were the only ones we kind of became pals with for right. however long we were down there. Because you could, we could just tell there was just an understanding that we were from just schools and hadn't been trained to be on stage like these other kids. You could just tell there was like a there was like a disparity there, even just the way they talked to you and the way that they behaved on stage. All you the rest of them had agents uh, all
0: the rest of them had agents and publicists already.
1: Oh fuck. Well, I think it did. I mean the Lassie, I don't know what I have a go right, but the Lassie that won it right. had a whole troop of people turn turn up with wearing merchandise that she'd already had made for herself, basically. And I'm like, that's a bit. Come on, what? I,
0: I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not having a go, whoever that was, but do you remember who it was at all? Who she was?
1: Um I remember her first name, but I I can't remember what was her, what I don't was know. I don't know if she went on and pursued it after that. What was her first name? Hayley. Her name was
0: Hayley. Haley, Hailey, Man, I don't think anybody is particularly can't think of anyone. Hayley.
1: Hayley Joel Osman? oh my god she mention that she could see dead people now she that, was so. dead they were
0: dead the whole time it never happened yeah, so. um but so th- that's been the start I mean, it's, <laughs> and um and it's quite a, a journey from that i mean you are um wh- where did you progress i mean because for a 16 15 16 year old to get any movement in comedy dad's doing it which is great and there's yeah. a kind of conduit into that world but when did it go from doing stuff in schools, which I did as well. I mean, lots of working class schools, I'll come out and say it, that was the only place that you could get on a stage, you know, was performing it to the class or being a part of the school show and what have you. What was yeah. the next journey for you then in terms of like, you know, I like this, I'd like to pursue this maybe a
1: little further. Where, where how, did, how did that transition happen for you? Um, well, after that, I mean, it was all kind of, it was very sporadic, I think mainly because of the age we were and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? We did well in that competition. We wanted to do sketches uh, more, like, live and stuff, but obviously anywhere that's running comedy nights. It's going to be pubs, basically. Yeah. It's like, no, I mean, there were very few purpose-built comedy clubs at the time. Um, so it was, it was just pubs and basement rooms of pubs. So it was hard to, <laughs> to go on places. And then when we were, it was like, I remember doing possibly a competition at the State Bar. All right. Um, All right, and we were kept. We were under eighteen, I think, maybe just slightly at a time, probably seventeen or whatever. But we were kept <laughs> in the cellar with the kegs until it was our time to go on and do five minutes.
0: Is everything? And then
1: the... we did our five minutes, and then get chucked it. <laughs> so it's Is like literally, we're just sitting on kegs, right. like going everything... over our lines go straight on stage and then as soon as we're done we need to leave because we're not technically allowed to be there and that happened quite a few times actually it wasn't just it wasn't just the state bar that happened you Monday would like to so
0: you get smuggled in on stage and straight out kinda. again yeah pretty much man that's um, like Elton John stuff that's very cool that's very yeah. cool
1: yeah that felt kind of uh, kind of rock and roll do you know what I mean I don't know <laughs> bit like rock and roll without any alcohol allowed because that'd be illegal so um, when did
0: I, I mean, a lot of people, some people watching this will know you as the Wee Man, either from pro wrestling, uh, the other works that you've done as the Wee Man since then. Uh, but we'll get to the, you know, one of the big things. There you are. There, there's a modern incarnation of the, the Wee Man. My favorite, the Elite Series number six Wee Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's my favorite version of them. Uh, that's you in ICW. But we come to the Wee Man video. Um, mm-hmm. Which everybody knows. Uh, would you do the so, no, no, no? It's the wrong place. Uh, but but uh, in, in terms of the uh, the video <laughs> itself, uh, where did, where did, how did that come about? How did the wee man character come about? Because so the wee man... sorry, Daniel. No, no, the, the, reason I was, the reason I was saying is because I think when I first saw you perform at the stand, it would have been you and Martin doing sketches. I'm almost entirely sure it was you and Martin. Martin was a goth, I think. Right, yeah. On stage is a goth. I seem to remember that. Um, yeah. And you were the wee man doing uh, the character. I don't even know if we actually even got to speak on that night. I, I, you know what it's like at Red Raw. I think we might have just passed each other. Yeah. But I didn't know you as the Wee Man, you know what I mean? So, when did, when did, what came first, the, the Wee Man or the
1: video? Uh, the Wee Man, because um, that sketch you would have seen me doing with Martin, where he was the goth. Mm. And uh, I was like a Ned character that came to uh, buy drugs off him. That's so, right, like, yeah. we'd had a number of sketches, and and at least a couple of the sketches, I was a kind of Ned character. Uh-huh. Um, and the Wee Man at the time was just my all round kind of stage name. Okay. Um, so eventually it was like Martin and Neil were called just, and then it became Martin and the wee man. So I did different characters just in my general stage name was the wee man. So originally the Ned character was called Scratchy. And uh, after a while I wanted I to I was start. not
0: ready for that at
1: all. I was not yeah. ready for
0: Scratchy. Well, Scratchy
1: yeah. was kind of one of my one of my nicknames in school coming from um, Bratchy. It was like Bratchy I got called. Makes but sense. Scratchy or Scratchpiece. Uh so, I just kind of took it from that. Um, Kids are dicks. Kids are dicks. That's all well, i a see. joke. I made a joke in one of the sketches about being from eczema, which is true as well. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, real, <laughs> a real inspiration. Um, so, I wanted to start doing solo stand up, but I wanted right. to pick kind of one of the characters that I did in sketches rather than be uh-huh. myself. So, I wanted to be the Ned character. And the fact that he was called Scratchy caused a bit of an issue with my brother. Whose stage right. name at the time was Bratchy. So he immediately uh raised a stink about that, going like, no, you can't, that's too similar to Bratchy, that's confusing. So I was like, all right, I'll just call myself Wee Man then. That's been my stage name anyway. So I'll just yeah, I'll just use that name as the name of this character. That's what it's that's what it's become. Um so I started doing that as a kind of solo stand-up character. Yeah. They, after a while, I've been gagging that long, a few months maybe. I wouldn't say I even had five minutes, <laughs> maybe I had five minutes, I don't know. If I had 10, then I was definitely stretching it. Wow. Um, wow. Even but nonetheless, the- one of the producers behind that song the, the, in the video uh-huh. saw me doing stand-up uh, with a mutual friend that I used to work with at the Archies. Um, At the time, he phoned me, now this mutual friend phoned me going, do you want to be in this music video? And then my friend's trying to organise for this kind of track that he's done. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I'd kind of I'd kind of retired the character. I hadn't, I hadn't really been doing it. I'd just been like, I'm going to get arrested now and I might go back to doing stand-up just as myself or something or come up with something else. But at the time, I wasn't really doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got that phone call just like, yeah, fine. Whatever, well, he sent me the song, which was already recorded. It's another guy's voice. It's another guy's lyrics. Um, what had happened was what? the guy... I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> You're <not> this. <these. laughs> uh, so the producer had been pals with a guy who had played this song acoustically at parties a lot um, and said, oh, I want to put this to a, kind of, a techno beat. They'd done that, <laughs> they'd worked on that. And then he'd seen me doing stand-up and gone, uh, well, we should stick him in the video then. And then that's how it came about. Danced mm-hmm. about uh, Glasgow with a bottle of wine. Not yeah, thinking anyone else here.
0: And the dirtiest tracksuit you've ever seen in your
1: life. It's, oh my uh... God, you think it was dirty then? I've, I think I've still got it in a bag. No um, way. Probably, it pro is probably like um, that episode of The Simpsons when Lisa grows the weak in a civilization and a rotten tooth. It was probably like that now, it'll be like the forest moon at Endor. Uh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at it. I should probably just chuck that in the bin. <laughs> but,
0: well, I, I'm not going to linger too much on the video, but it was probably one of the, uh, if, if you do want to see it, I, I would love to play you a bit. Uh, for anyone watching, but I can't because it literally twigs up copyright issues if we try really? to. So yeah, I, can, I can't play. It. I can't play the video, but it's currently sending 4.3 million views on uh, on on uh, YouTube, and I think probably more than that in other places. Um, it, it's probably one of the early examples that I know of a viral video that kind of happened in sort of sort of pop regular pop culture. I mean, everyone. Everyone you I mean I, I felt like an idiot because I didn't put two and two together until I mean oh fuck you out not the Especially oh, yeah. when I would see the reaction when we would gig together and we have to talk about this because it's some of my favourite stories from when we've ever gigged together. It was how <laughs> I mean, I I, 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 you know exactly what I'm gonna bring up. Know, but, gonna bring but, up. <laughs> but um I mean yeah. how was that? Because literally you know, all all joking aside, it was like um you became a celebrity overnight. I mean, you started seeing your newspaper articles and there is people took a real, and and that song is still considered to be relevant today. I mean, people are still uh, finding your work through that song, even though, full disclosure, you're the first person to say, I'm not singing the song, but it's become a part of your career. Um, how was that dealing with that kind of overnight, I say fame, We'll use the first we'll use the phrase fame. How was it to deal with that? Because we've never really got to talk about that. But how was it to go from playing the Ned character, having some fun, kind of trying to find your voice as a stand up? Because you're only like at this point, you're only like a couple, maybe a year in, year and a bit in, maybe, when this
1: happens. If that I mean, in it's, terms of doing stand up, like solo yeah. stand up, yeah, I don't I'm I mean, not even sure if it'd be that that long. And
0: anyone that knows uh, anyone that knows anything about anything but particularly with comedy you haven't even begun to find your sort of voice as a a writer yeah. or, or a performer yet you haven't even you haven't even got there yet but overnight, boom, you are fucking everywhere. Uh, how did how did you notice that it was starting to really um, it's it, it was starting to take momentum. the video was really mm-hmm. starting to hit people rather than just something because even YouTube back then I mean you didn't get videos that became hits in that way, but uh, you know you just kind of kick them out to the ether and see what happens. Mm-hmm. how did you know things were happening with that
1: video um, well again it was the producer uh, that was behind the video just kept texting me like they, stuck the, they put the video up um, on YouTube and on that day he just kept texting me every hour going with a new view count like it's got this 100,000 more
0: Shit.
1: And so I wasn't checking it myself I was just getting these texts from him going like quite excited kind of going like that and <laughs> <laughs> like me personally, I didn't get recognised a lot from it. I'm right. li- like people literally wouldn't wouldn't believe. Th- like if I said, and I really would go, like, do you know who I am? Or like, I <laughs> mean, that sort of thing. Um,
0: I was in the Fanta finals, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't a case of just like walking out my door and it was like Beatlemania or something. Yeah. Like. I'd, like I'd still I was still incognito. I was still even to the point where um even if I even if I was on stage, um I like in character and very obviously being that character, yeah. folk could talk to me and go like, but you're not, but it's not you're not the same guy for the video. And I'm like, well, yeah. And I'd be like, nah, no, you're you're not, you're just pretending and I'm like, why would that it's like, if I was going to pretend to be someone, why would you... Do you know what I mean? You hear about folk going, oh, like I'm Will Smith's cousin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or Brad Pitt's yeah. my best mate. So I'm like that. Why would I pretend to be... Like, I'm that wee guy after Do you know what I mean? I'd make up something a bit more kind of lofty, I don't know. See, <laughs> especially
0: when you can go, well, he, we have the same face. Like, yeah, we, lig- right. we literally are the same... Pre- I mean, you can look a bit like someone... But then yeah. to actually physically look exactly like the person. On, yeah. And you and you never want to do that thing. You never want to do that. I've only ever had to do it once at a gig where I had to point at a poster and go, that's me. Yeah. When I nearly didn't get in that, that's literally me there. Yeah. That yeah. That is me. That is me standing right there. You've yeah, yeah, no get your hair down and I actually have to go to a bouncer. Are you going to make me put my fucking hair down just so you can so match this picture? Fuck off. That is me. Yeah. Um But not getting recognized, but the the Wee Man character almost became, uh, I mean, it gave you a kiss cheek. the cheek. We talk about getting the opportunity to find your voice. You, what happened in terms of getting gigs for a start? I mean, did you start getting booked as the Wee Man because people wanted the video Wee Man? Or how did that work? How did you circumnavigate that? Because again, you're still into comedy. You're wanting to perform as Neil, the Wee Man. How did you circumnavigate that period
1: sort of going between the two? Well, it was still um, like I tried to approach it anyway, just like any any other like comedian wanting gigs would. Like I didn't automatically assume, well, this video's gone viral, so yeah, that's yeah. me going to be headlining the Kings or something. <laughs> like it not uh, It was very rare little work like that, because um, actually at the time, you know, obviously. I'd kind of been around surrounded by stand-up comedy and stuff for a while so i kind of yeah. understood yeah. The, the the system or a hierarchy whatever you want to call it and um, so like, again the producer behind the video <laughs> when it started getting all this viral attention started going like, oh yeah like next we'll, like, we'll phone up the stand and get a headline and slot there and stuff and i'm like and i stopped him i'm like no nah, that'll it does not work like that, trust me. Like, yeah, I will, you know, I'm politely asking for five minutes to start with, and then work for there. And that's literally what it was. It was like, like I said, you know, when we filmed the video, I had kind of quit or had kind of, you know, taken a wee break anyway. And then as soon as it went viral, I was like, well, I should probably get some gigs then and <laughs> see how those go. And um, but again, only thinking about, you know, doing it like five minutes. Then yeah. 10 minutes so it was just a case like getting on at Red Raw again at the stand, uh, and whatever else was was like booking, you know, open spots five ten minutes. Yeah. Because um, you're, like you're wanting no, to learn the craft.
0: You're to. kind
1: of. And, and I did feel a bit uncomfortable because you you know what I mean because I got all that attention on YouTube very quickly yeah. when you know in a sense when I might not have been ready for it or kind of uh, prepared or like trained to deal with that sort of thing. Um, so you know what I mean? I was trying to go back on and do like five minutes, and then working another five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I think sometimes, sometimes folk uh, might have assumed like they get in contact, going like, "Oh, we'll, we'll book you a headline or whatever. You can headline, right?" And I'd be like, "No, nah. <laughs> like literally, no. I wouldn't. I would not have a clue, kind of what I'm doing." And uh, you know what I mean? The, the, the few times. Then then I did have to kind of stretch uh, whatever we five minute bits had done out to like a kind of headline and length of slot. Uh, You had to kind of shore it up. Like one of the first, the kind of first solo show I did, uh, not long after the video, but a year after, was a Merchant City Festival. Right. And I kind of did a bit of stand up at it, but then it kind of segued into a Jerry McKyle show parody sketch. Which got a great response actually. I don't know if maybe the video for that's out there somewhere again. Um, but yeah, quite very immediately, I was kind of <laughs> being expected quite soon to be able to put on these kind of longer things, yeah. given that it might have a better chance of selling tickets due to being a lot of views on YouTube and whatnot. But uh, it was always a case, um, at the time, we anyway, of going like that, right? I've I've got maybe 25 minutes if I really I it. So we're going to have to thank you all our wee things that we can do to kind of give folks so the, folk their money's worth. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it was a strange um, yeah, it was a kind of strange time. It was almost like I've kind of thought about it for a while like doing it kind of the wrong way around, like not, not yeah. the way around that anyone works towards or aims to be. It's like you're not meant to get you're not meant to get fame before earning it, do you know what I mean? Before working yeah, for it, yeah. so it feels a bit like uh, It it's certainly cool. felt a bit undeserved at the time I was just like, well, you I don't, know, I don't know what you expect from it I kind of felt like by the time Like I kept doing the character on stage And kind of by the time I got to a point where I was like Like I've got enough material now where I could uh, Comfortably be headlining certain nights Not every night, obviously, but you know Certain nights, I've got mm-hmm. a long enough set to do that and then it feels like I'm milking a video for years ago. By that point, do you know what I mean? Because I've kind of went went about doing stand up, um, you know, trying to do it a conventional way, anyway. But then it then it seems like I'm, do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm trying to exploit like a two-minute novelty song every yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> year ago now so but, it's, uh, but, but, yeah it's been the wrong way around that's what i've always thought but
0: that's probably. the thing you've, you've got respect for it and you want to learn it and you want to get to where you want to be as a as a comedian and as a writer and the cool thing is like you say you kind of learned it the other way around but in many ways the wee man kept coming back to give you a, a kiss in the cheek because you were able to sort of use that stuff to get other things but and on your own terms, if that makes any sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, um We'll 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 talk about the the gig in Strathaven. There's no two ways about it. We might as well get it. done oh that way. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you if you thought I was going to talk about. There's a video. There's a video that Neil has told me yeah. about of, of him performing at a gig, doing the stand up, and someone at the back literally goes, "Just do the song, right?" Right. So they're there just to do this. Just do the song. Yeah, <laughs> the song.
1: And That's- I have. I've become obsessed with this uh, over the years.
0: To, it's happened, uh,
1: I'm sure it's happened a couple of times, but yeah, there was one video I did again what I'm talking about, I got to a point where I'm like, right, I can put on a like an hour long a bit of our Glasgow Comedy Festival show with the help of like some wee video excerpts and stuff and like wee yeah. cartoon things that I've done on a big screen and whatever else. Uh, but I did one show like that called N for the Comedy Festival at the Arches and I filmed yeah. it. I just filmed it myself. I think my pal filmed it in a proper camera further back, but I I filmed it myself on just my wee camcorder at the time. And I just set it up next to the kind of sound booth, and there's like a table of people there, whatever, next to it. So I was watching back the footage of that. And there's a bit where I'm kind of going into this. Wee, uh, there's a wee segment where I do cartoons, and it was either like the, hist- was it the history of Neds from biblical times to, to up to the day or somewhere like that, like, some daft time using cartoons. But there's one bit where I just take a pause for breath on stage. I'm just like, and you just hear this guy and it's like so, so low. It's like the bit in the sixth sense when he puts (laughs) the gold on the dictaphone tape. He's like, is that a ghost? It's like so sinister. Just, you just hear a guy like, just take a (laughs) song. Just like, oh yes. And I'm like, just take (laughs) a song. It's like, it's like he's thought it and I've picked it up on my camera. This poor
0: guy is saying this to
1: himself.
0: He's did not even saying to
1: you. Say any of you. Just, oh, yeah, just, I it can't be saying that to someone else. It's not a I, conversation slide. Just it. Like, you know why I <laughs> think? It's, do you
0: know why I think it, it continuously makes me laugh? And it's the stupidest of reasons. I remember once seeing Daphne and Cel- you got to laugh. I'd seen Daphne and Celeste do a gig at the O2 Academy in London, right? And it was their kind of comeback. Google it. It did happen. Uh, they come back and literally they were performing in the wee room upstairs. And there they are doing the wee bit, and somebody's shouting, "Just too ugly!" Like that, (laughs) and it just it makes me laugh every single time. (laughs) It (laughs) makes me think of it. I don't know why. Uh, But anyway, right. So, but the cool thing is, some amazing things happen because Neil Bratchpiece gets out there with the wee man. Which is probably the the coolest thing. People start. You've developed your voice. You start recognizing talent. You do your work with ICW, which is a version of the Wee Man, but kind of metamorphosizes into another version. He's he's almost the version of the Wee Man we see in ICW is almost so far away from the guy that's in that original video. I mean, he's 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 very different, isn't he? I mean, he's he's smart. He's articulate. He's um. Uh, I mean, he still is vicious-tongued, and don't get me wrong, we'd glass you, we'd cut you open for a tin of beans. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, if that's an expression, I don't think it is. Um, but um, well, how was it for you getting to make that change? Did you feel like, um, this is something I want to do, I'm going to stay the course, I want to become a writer, I want to such and such. What was your ambitions after kind of getting the wheels in the dirt, so to speak? What did you, wanna, what did you want to do as Neil? Uh, you mean in terms
1: of with the wrestling or just in general? And really? e-
0: everything all really, because uh, it all kind of the the one thing is you've such such an interconnecting thing. Because mm. obviously, like I always say, whenever anyone goes, oh, the wee man, like the guy that used to be in the song, I always go, yeah, yeah, but make sure to go and check out his other videos, like the one we saw at the top of the show and uh, all the other stuff they've done on YouTube. Because I think the work is a lot more. I mean, your songs, for example, are fucking amazing. Uh, the raps that you've done, uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're a mate. I think they're genuinely fucking brilliant. And I despise rap music. Absolutely despise it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't please don't send any messages and give me shit. I I perfectly fine like rap music. So, what was it? What did they give you the opportunity to reset? Because, like you say, you had this little bit of fame quite early. Uh, and you were doing all these gigs and sort of learning the comedy industry from the wrong way, but the right way in its <laughs> own way. Um, yes. So when did it when did it change for you that you got to go right? I get to do
1: this. I get to do that. Was that your ambitions? Did you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, it gave me an opportunity, I suppose, to like uh, was the word let indulge in my more niche interests. Mm. Like, for instance, yeah, I mean, like for instance, wrestling. It gave me a wee in it gave, to, give you make, an end. Yeah, exactly. Make a first of all, a guest appearance in um, wrestling shows and then become a more permanent feature. which um, to, you know, to have a wrestling scene, as you know, in Scotland is a kind of, uh, it was a dream come true when it came along from being yeah. a wrestling fan as a kid. But also, like you say, being a kind of, like a rap fan, like a fan of hip-hop, that gave me an opportunity to, um, like, use the character and use the kind of, um, I guess they can, you know, relative profile of the character to do wee things that I wanted to. For instance, the sketches that I did a few years ago now of uh, rap battles, like having a rap battle with just a random guy and a bus stop or a swing park, um, stuff like that. Like, I'd, I'd been watching Scottish rappers for a wee while and thinking, well, like, why, why is Scottish hip hop not? more unknown thing like yeah people yeah. might instantly laugh or just caught, like look down their nose at the very idea of it but my argument has always been people would have said that about rapping in an English accent until that became like the mainstream do you know what I mean you end mm-hmm. up with stonzy headline glass Glastonbury whatever else so why is it so ridiculous to think that a more regional accent can't work with hip hop or um,
0: rap Scottish, I think the Scottish accent really lends to it. I I mean um, Scotia, Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we're more guttural sounding or the R's yeah. or whatever. It just really seems to I, I I think it really I'm a I'm a big fan of Scottish hip hop because it just I don't know. It's, it just seems Scottish it just I'm not even just saying it. I literally do believe that Mm. There's nothing weirder than when you hear uh, someone singing an American accent and then suddenly out of nowhere their Scottish accent comes through. I'm yeah. looking at you, Delamitri, uh, amongst <laughs> others. Uh, but um, but we hip-hop and we rap, it doesn't bother you at all that the whole
1: thing is in just a Scottish accent. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Scot- Scottish accent's always been around for making like poetry sounds uh, or making swearing sound like poetry. Do you know what I mean? Oh. So uh, why wouldn't you use that for <laughs> the purpose of hip hop? Um, but that's one example of um, a thing that like I'd been watching. i have been watching these Scottish rappers. i have been watching uh, them rap battle each other, just whatever, Kelvin Grove Park, whatever it was, just videos on YouTube. Yeah, And I'd always been thinking, well, like at the time anyway, if no one else is kind of going to put a spotlight and some of these names, then whether I could do it, do you know what I mean? I could, yeah, uh, I could do just like a wee sketch. Knowing I'd never seen a sketch done uh, at that point where it's like two people meeting just in a random situation who then have a rap battle, like I'd never seen, like I think even at the point, like epic rap battles of history may have been a thing, but again, that's like a kind of different idea. These are like two names that you know, like, uh, wonder what would happen if they ever had the kind of battle and stuff, but I thought, well, you've never seen. Um, it done in a kind of real time setting, like with uh, two characters just meeting in a swing park, at a chip shop, or others, and suddenly having a rap battle. I thought it'd be quite entertaining. And it, and it was and maybe it's... promote a live show off the back of it, whatever. It's and the videos familiar. are
0: uh, the videos are very filmic, and they've got a narrative to them yeah. as well. And it's like it's like watching Mortal Kombat but with barbs. Yeah. You know what i mean yeah. it just kind of like happens like one's in a chip shop and the other one it's like they they you have to check them out if you get the opportunity i will put a link to neil's channel where you can see all these uh, amazing videos uh, and stuff that he has including some sketches uh, as well which uh, um i think we've got to play one of my absolute favorites which uh, we actually acted in together it's been a while since i've saw this and when it came up i did i did proper laugh at it had been it'd been a while Bang! Come the old Comic Con! we have get all the attractions you could win, from collectibles and gaming
1: to the chance to rub shoulders with stars of the screen. Come and meet a man who failed the addition to be a Lieutenant war. But
0: my agent sent me to the wrong edition. Make it so! I can't say that Waugh never that. Make it so! Can I just say for the record, I am a shite actor.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, dreadful. But uh, uh, but, th- but this is the whole thing. It's it's we're moving away from the wee man. You're branching out into other aspects of com- comedy. You found your voice. Uh, but before we get to that, and we'll, we'll, we've got a lot to get in there, so there's probably going to be a part two. Anybody that knows broadcast, sometimes we go on too much, and we go. We've got to have a part two. We'll get you all groomed up at some point. But. Um, one, one thing I'm going to uh, certainly have to talk about is the gigs as the wee man. Now we've heard of the tape and what have you, but we have to talk about Strathaven Bowling Club. And I'm not being a monster when I'm saying this, but tickets. So this is a gig. It's me, Neil, Des Clark. If I recall, I think the headliner uh-huh. was the Des Clark. Actually, loads of fun gig. Actually, I really. Yes. really-
1: Bruce
0: Fumi? I think Bruce Fumi was on there as well. Uh, really, Actually, really fun gig. Amazing well, audience. The people, the people could not look after his bear, but there was a small contingent that were there specifically to see Neil. And all I can remember is just before the gig started, we heard them outside singing, singing his song before the gig even started. Now, Neil was the first person to clock this going, oh no, can you fucking hear that? And <laughs> sure enough, there they were all right. Uh, now we did the get Neil went on that he stint, stormed it I'm not just saying that Because you're here Stormed it Really fun night I, I, I particularly remember you Nicknaming somebody The pigeon He was like the the Gangster of Strathaven And putting wee, putting your hat on him And stuff It just became a character of the night it was good fun But this table That had been losing their mind So we finish uh, That section of the show We go through to The green room And when I say green room I think it was like The changing room For the bowlers mm-hmm. These guys follow us Through <laughs> Uh, you have die-hard fans, Neil. There's no two ways about it. Uh, or at least you did during that period with these guys. And again, I'm not making fun if they're listening. Like, I'm not making fun. But these guys were as high as a kite to see you. But they seem to struggle with Neil being a real person and the wee man being somebody else. Because uh, at <laughs> one point, if you will recall, and uh, I, I hope I'm not ruining this, um, one of the, the guy kept going, Hey, do the do the song from the video for all of us. Do the song for the video for all of us. Here, I'll start. Oh, and this God. guy stood in front of you and must have done the whole fucking song.
1: My God, man! And you're you know, like, I'm like, would you even notice if I joined in by this point? <laughs> you know I mean, you know the words better than me,
0: clearly. Gone, gone. And then he yeah. did uh, shock us. And again, I'm not saying this to the good people of Strathaven, but out of nowhere, he went. Now, listen. How about? <laughs> How about a wee bit of cocaine? And he's like, "No, get the fuck out."
1: <laughs> it was just—I think wee... he just started racking them up without then, yeah, waiting for he, the he, answer. He, he thought, it it,
0: and thankfully, I can tell you the truth, hand on heart, throughout my kid's life, none of us partook. We just hustled him out, hustled him out the place. Yeah. But I don't think this guy would even know the gig <laughs> happened, right? I'd say, and I remember his mate because his mate had eyes like that. I always remember that his mate had eyes like that because <laughs> we spent. I remember talking to him and going. I've never seen somebody that looks like that in real life. I don't know what. <laughs> like, I literally stared at the guy going, "I, I, I this looks like Sid the Sloth, but he's had an accident. It's like, I don't know what to do. You know, uh, um, but the cool thing is that most people that you get to interact with that are wanting to see the wee man, it's awesome because you've had people that have followed you all the way through and through the video to ICW and to the BBC and other stuff that you've done now. So that's cool. As you've matured, You've got an audience that's learned more about you. And you pick up new audience all the time. Um, we've got to talk about ICW. Because um, mm-hmm. you got into ICW. You you and I, both big fans of pro wrestling. Uh, at the moment, obviously, uh, I know you're not a part of the regular show, but that will change soon, hopefully. Um, once um, the um, Although I've got to say, when the wee man makes his a tumble with a giant beard, I love that idea. The wee man's been hiding underground anyway. I don't want to give anything away. Tiny haystacks.
1: <laughs> Tiny Haystacks Tiny I love haystacks. it I love it um, Needle one a Haystacks That's what um, my name's going to
0: be You've got to do some amazing things uh, Be a part of the Bucky Boys One of the highlights of the show One of the funniest parts of it, each and every show Was the wee man's introductions to the Bucky Boys A huge tag team combination within ICW And you went on to become involved with Various incarnations of that One of the highlights for me as Because I'm on commentary If anyone doesn't understand that I'm on, I'm on commentary watching One of the highlights for me was always the wee man's uh, coming out to make his introduction and tear into the opponents. So you, in your own way, were actually doing your battle raps and throwing barbs at people before you were even doing that within the, the confines. What's, um, what's some of your highlights of your time with ICW? Uh,
1: some of the highlights of my time, you mean on shows or just involved in, like, backstage? Or? Um. Why don't we say on shows? On shows, I mean, you can't fault doing that. Uh, first show, especially at the Hydro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, I think, still the probably like the biggest wrestling audience in Europe for about 20, 30 years or something. I think so. Huge, think so huge so. numbers, thousands in the Hydro. And to get the chance to go out and get the shit beaten out of me. Sorry, am I allowed to? Just you can it. swear all you want, mate. Okay. <laughs> Uh, get a shirt beaten out of me by the Dudley boys, or Bubbery Dudley, more specifically. That was uh, stuff like that as a dream come true, like genuinely getting get the out And um, what did I call them? I called them a blight on the carpentry business because they're a <laughs> fan of breaking tables. Which I don't think they. When I watch the footage back, Devon Dudley like turns to someone like, "What do he say?" Just I don't. Uh. <laughs> I don't think they got what I said it would, might be for the best or else Bobbery Dudley might have kicked me even harder than he did which was pretty hard <laughs> Motherfucker! Motherfucker. Yeah, i wouldn't, ne- I, I wouldn't have had it any other way I think Bobbery, I think maybe both of them actually Bobbery and Devon are quite well known for not holding back working quite snug
0: being okay. fairly
1: stiff uh, so to speak so I expected no less and I certainly got no less because he kicked me straight out of that ring without me having to help him at all like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I flew out of that ring and
0: uh, If you guys don't know who Bubba Ray Dudley is he is a 6 foot 3 at least, 330 yeah. pound yeah gorilla of a boy I think it would be fair
1: to say He's a big unit and it's that way Like you'll know yourself you can attest to this where you've watched wrestlers um your whole life yeah. you've watched these big superstars and when you watch them at the time you think of them as like big guys, but maybe you see you've seen them next to
0: someone like the else, big show, or
1: you've yeah. seen them next to Kane, who are you know monsters, giants. So then, when you see these these people in real life, like Burberry Dudley, I was just like staring at him, going, "I, it's the shape of you." I've never, seen. I'm not saying that's his face, obviously, with a pop my head like a grape, but I'm like, I've never seen a human being shaped like that. Like he was shaped, he was like the juggernaut, like he's. He had no neck, like, his face was that wide and went straight into his shoulders like that. Like, it's just, like, dome-shaped from (laughs) from the neck (laughs) up. Like, how... How, are you, how do you look like that, mate?
0: How <laughs> how does, it, like, how, how does
1: it sh- exercises do you do? How does a shirt
0: look good on you? How does a shirt <laughs> look good on you? Like I I, I, I can attest to that because the first time I met Mick Foley, who in my oh, head was it? never never the biggest of wrestlers. He's fucking Not huge.
1: He's a mountain. Like that, that took me aback as well. I remember Mick Foley. one of the, as you most likely agree with one of the nicest guys you will meet in in lovely, Rome. yeah. Brand new, but like when I first saw him backstage at the SEC, walking towards me, I was just like, "What? What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I, I I can see this. You do- see next to the rock, and you're just like, "Oh, that's a big, lovable, cuddly guy." And then yeah. you see him in real life, and you're like, "No, that guy. That guy's gigantic, man." Like, I took uh, I took Mr.
0: Soko in real time. Which I know uh. people have posed for photos, but in the middle of a stand-up gig, he went, "I need you to come on and pretend to be someone, and I'm going to give you Soko. And it was only when I was approaching him with my fake aggressive stance, I did think, "Like, the fuck are you doing?" Like, I remember actually thinking about that. I go, what the fuck are you doing, this guy? He's like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I, I had I had no say on what was about to happen to me. Like, no say at all. Yeah. Um, but and one of the coolest things is you throw in these barbs, uh, uh, wrestlers. Um, has it ever had any kickback? Because personally, one of the hardest things for me was to try not to laugh. And I know you wore it like a badge of honour if you ever made me break on commentary. Uh, because you mentioned it a couple of times. that Have you heard me snicker- snickering? You would go, yes! Yes! Uh, mm-hmm. But there was nothing well particularly I'm not I know there's a video out there somewhere of me going, Oh god damn it, that's fucking clever. That's so funny. Like, I literally just completely break <laughs> character. It's, as a comedian, I'm just appreciating the craft. Oh, that's fucking funny. You've got to like, <laughs> tell the person next to me. Um is has there anybody any kickback from any other uh, cause you're you're a master of words on that microphone. Um, uh. um w- has there been any kickback from any comedians, or uh, sorry, wrestlers, I should say, that have ever went, motherfucker? Or have they ever not? They always seem to take it in within character and in relative good humour. Well, I
1: think so.
0: In the realm, it's men. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if Frank if Flair calls you a son, calls somebody on a promo a son of a bitch, he's not really calling them a son of a bitch. It's, you know, yeah. within the theatre of, um, of pro wrestling. Has anyone ever went, that's a bit snug, or have you ever broken anyone? that you've been hitting the barbs on? Have you ever broken anyone? Uh, you mean made them made them laugh yeah. Uh, yeah. in the middle of the ring or whatever else? Yeah, I don't mean like mentally broke them. Yeah, possibly mentally broke them.
1: Possibly mentally broke them. I mean, it sounds like I'm bragging a bit, but I think I've done that a bunch of times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've done it quite a lot, um, especially when I was managing uh, Casey. I yes. had quite a habit of like walking out with hard and I'd come out with something that I'd I'd, I'd only really know I'd only realise it when I watched the footage back. But I'd come out with a line and then I'd see her kind of going And I'm coming <laughs> away. <laughs> kind of like still looking mean but kind of doing I think like that. uh, <laughs> that's yeah that's happened that's happened a few times well but you know I'm I'm out with her so I suppose that kind of makes sense that yeah, she'd yeah, be yeah. laughing at my my joke or whatever. Uh yeah, yeah, there's, a, there's also been a number of times when I've when I've got uh when I've managed to get someone else. Trent uh Trent Seven was a memorable one actually, where he just he just didn't hold back. Like usually someone might be kind of like, like hide their corpse and under their hand, but he just I just remember him busting out laughing when I said he looks like I was making funny as we punch and I said he looks like a hobo with a key to the back door of Greg's <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I look more like now, so that's kind of oh, come man, back man. in me. That's karma That's calma in action yeah. Trent <laughs> but there. But there's a number is, of things
0: there. There's Trent a number seven of. Is somewhere Sorry. feeding uh, these uh, wee man voodoo doll
1: stuffing yeah. sausage
0: rolls into his ah, eye? Who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I'm quite proud to say that's happened happened a number of times where uh, I've got like an an opponent, as it were to kind of break a little bit and laugh in the middle of the ring uh, there's a few lines that I've managed to do that I'm not going to repeat now because they were fine for the time let's just put it like that like, society enough. has Fair moved enough. on and stuff Fair and Enough. Fair there enough. used to be a lot of topical references when I was doing the yes. man promos you're talking about yes. yeah, you, look, you look back at some of that material now you're like it's maybe not aged so well now like, let's, let's just leave it there where it belongs
0: I totally get what you mean then, that's absolutely understood, yes completely I think we can all uh, empathise with that But um, You you also and it blows my mind get involved in matches as a manager Uh, now I know you've you're always careful and I know that you always take as many steps as you can you've done some crazy fucking shit man, to the point of there was actually a point in commentary that anybody went right. So these ladders tonight, and um, what's going to be happening with Manila's And I went, I don't want to know. No, oh my I, God, I, I, I literally, I literally don't want to know. I don't want to know. What? I don't want to know. Um, uh. You've done some some crazy stuff. Any lingering memories of your time in the ring? Oh, I will say, if anyone gets the opportunity to check out the Wee Man versus Coach Trip, oh, that, uh, uh, Omega Okada, you've got nothing, nothing. On these <laughs>
1: boys. Nothing that was, I mean, that was great. That was great for that match. Uh with me and Coach Trim to the kind of Yeah, it was a kind of a parody almost we did of all these five star matches that were happening <laughs> at the time, Osprey and Ricochet and all that, just like going out of their way to try and get a five star review for the match, like just it's like over the top, over elaborate kinda Gymnastic display kind of things where they're just flipping all around each other. I think me and Coach Tripp, who you know the two of us, maybe not the best cardio <laughs> in, a, in our own unique ways kind of thing. But uh, yeah, kind of did a match that was like a kind of like a slow paced, like a slob, like a slob version of the five star match, basically where we did all the posies, we had the posies, but then the actual uh, the actual acrobatics involved were uh, less than less than impressive. Although. I mean, some of that I've still. They turned a weeb segment in that match into one of those shooting star videos. the can Yes, they did. And I still watch that back, going like, "Man, I want to watch this whole match again." It's like keep keep your Osprey and your Ricochet five star matches, your technical masterpieces, man. I'm more entertained by this. Uh, like, let's well, watch a large man Vader bomb me off the second rope, <laughs> which that was sealed by the way. That, yes. Healthy, uh, well,
0: I, I I have got to admit, every time I see you do something in the ring, it's like, fucking stop it! What are you doing? What are you doing? But um, there's been one, some
1: close, there's been some hairy ones. Yeah, I'm going to that. Yeah, it. yeah. But uh, I've, I've broken, I've, of, some, I've fractured some things, I've broken some things. Fractured. Always keep it, always keep it quiet. Always keep it quiet because that's what a man does. That's what a man does. Really Oli cool. cool. Anderson would be proud of you. Exactly. Uh, we need some more old school. Old oh, yeah. school kind of keeping everything suppressed. That's
0: what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil Neil Bratch piece, the Harley race of comedy, right there. Yes. You could say that I could stab you with his finger if you wanted. I, uh, I could I could have phrased that better. Um uh, right. Um, uh, but we gotta talk <laughs> about, like finally get to the, the other phase of uh, uh, of your career, and like really we could recap this, we could we could we could go on forever. Um being in sketches improv also much things as well you're known as a comedian you're still writing hour-long shows and you're doing other things as neil and the wee man they become a bit of a hybrid almost um it's i like i don't want to use i can i can't believe i nearly used the comparison i used there and you would not have taken it well uh (laughs) so i am wondering now is it lee nelson it was lee nelson just for a second i I nearly said Simon Bodkin, uh, Brodkin or whatever his real fucking name is. I can't remember. Sorry, Lee or
1: whatever your name is, if you're watching. Uh, is it not Simon? His real name's Simon, isn't it? Isn't it his real name's Simon, yeah. He yeah. gets under Simon, though. Is, is he just, it, it gets under Simon Brodkin now, actually. Like, Yeah, yeah he just, does, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I, thought, I'd, I thought I'd made that yeah, up for a second. And just. appears on um, Christmas University, excuse me, Christmas University Challenge as Simon Brodkin x... Is he a Cambridge alumni or something like that? I seen him. I saw him pop up in University Challenge a couple of episodes, and he is a very, uh, he's a very—he's a clever guy, man. did oh, <laughs> Simon very... start
0: his career as Haley by any chance?
1: No, not never Haley. Uh,
0: Haley, all the way back to the Fanta. All oh, right, I was, well, was in a callback. I was I call ins- back to my life, I, didn't even- <laughs> I, 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 I was insinuating that it was another character of his because I know he yeah. likes the I know he likes the characters. Um yeah. but we're not interviewing Simon Brodkin. Fuck him. We're talking to you. Um oh. so um but the, the little you, brand version <laughs> the little brand version. <laughs> 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 yeah, fair, God, I'm, fucking, uh, well, I'm Billy Connolly if you bought him off Wish. So, you know, we're already <laughs> not in a, a good place. Uh, the missing ca- missing character from Guitar Hero that nobody bought the DLC for. Um, we um, But then you become a you, one of the things you've been known for in the last few years, as well as all the other comedy projects and the videos. Uh, they've done still loads of viral stuff. Make sure to head over right now to check out The Wee Man on uh, Facebook. You can check out World's Worst Pedophile.
1: We've We'll just go straight past that. I'm uh, amazed that you even said it, man. Well,
0: I'm still the one.
1: I refer to it now as the Jelly Wains uh, saga. Just I, like I like that. I
0: like that. Maybe I'll,
1: I'll even double over the video, the Jelly saga. I mean, uh, yeah, it gives you something to Google. It gives you something to type into Google that you're not like, should I be typing this into Google? That sort of thing. Do you know, what I mean? do you know what that's a, a lady?
0: That's hilarious because earlier on I was Googling it and I didn't put the word pedo in. I put the world's worst and then I put in the wee man and it found it for me. So there you go. Yeah, there you go.
1: That's, Yeah, if you want to look up those videos, that that would be my advice just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get put in some kind of Prince Andrew awaited uh, watch list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pizza, uh, Pizza Express is lost. Is uh, yeah. moving,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, the mm-hmm. jelly jawed nonsense that he is, but never mind. <laughs> 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 the evidence is out yeah. there, so yeah. Um, but you become you get known as a writer. I mean, obviously. You mean you produce these videos? You're producing lots of video content as well that's getting a lot of attention for on its own merits. But um, you become known as a writer, an award-winning writer, award-nominated writer on stuff like breaking the news. Uh, was that something you foresaw as well as, or is it something you chased getting known as not only a performer but as a writer? And if, if someone doesn't understand writing comedy for something that you are not in, you are writing yeah. for other people. Was hmm. that something you'd always wanted to pursue,
1: even going back to those early days, or was it just yeah. more of a, a modern, another evolution? Uh, uh, I'm not that's absolutely something I'd always wanted to do. Um, I, I mean, like, if, even from just watching stuff like, have I Get news for you as a yeah. kid, which, you know, may not be a typical thing to watch as a kid, but just always watching things like that um, and understanding they had a writing team behind them and thinking... I'd like. I'd love to imagine being one of those names that pops up in the credits at the end. That sort of thing, and maybe and maybe an odd thing for a kid um, to aspire to. But I guess I was always kind of reading about the background of stuff. And for instance, the amount of people that might have started by writing for Saturday Night Live and then gone on to be a household name or whatever else, and you didn't realise that they'd written a lot of the things you know about stuff like that. Yeah, I would always kind of looked up to folk like that and. Um, honestly it's like such uh, such a good feeling to have just sat in there uh, on your ass and written something and then emailed yeah. it off and then to hear it on the radio, other people you know, performing it, whether it's a sketch or whatever else or, or like see it on TV um, it's like a, it's a great feeling, it's like hard to explain to anyone because it's like it, it makes it last. Like, nice. <sighs> It's all the joy. It's like all the joy of seeing a joke or a sketch land, with without the anxiety of of you doing it kind of yeah, thing, of yeah. you going like, or like or even watching, even watching yourself back and criticising yourself, going like, oh, I didn't deliver that word exactly as I should have, yeah. or I should have left a pause there and stuff. It kind of takes a lot of that pressure away, and so all you've got is the kind of joy of, for example, like writing for breaking news when it's been on TV. <clears throat> I've seen uh, one of my jokes, I've heard more to the point, my, one of my jokes being used. And uh, it's, it's it's cool enough listening on radio and it does well with the audience there, but then you see it on TV and you see comedians that you know that I've never met, but I know them from other TV shows laughing at a joke that I wrote like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, there's like a strange, there's like a weird feeling of um, uh, like a privilege there by just getting to sit there and watch it and not be in the room. You're like, I'm watching yeah, someone yeah. laugh at a joke that I wrote, but I'm nothing to do with the situation. There's like a weird, it's hard to explain, like a weird feeling of pride there, like almost almost a stronger pride than if I had been there telling that joke. It's hard to explain.
0: Yeah, yeah. It almost gives it a life that goes beyond yeah. yours. You're giving life to something and you put it out there, it's forever.
1: It's like seeing someone else. Gay life to something you came up with, even if it is just one line. uh, Yeah, it does give you a a strange, kind of different level of pride. In the same way, um, like I've written sketches for radio uh, and for TV as well. Um, But there was one sketch I remember from a show, it was like Lewis MacLeod uh, did a radio, a kind of topical radio sketch show, and there was one sketch I wrote for that um, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like as you know, I love to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh. That, that's basically as like, is that noise just over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the guy Lewis, is obviously he's a professional impressionist. In that's thing, incredible. He's very well known for and stuff. So to hear him do his take on an Arnold Schwarzenegger based sketch that i would written, um, that that was like a kind of I was so so chuffed with that. Just like it's just just a, like all my worlds colliding. Just like. I just loaded this sketch with, like, quotes for Predator and stuff. I'm like, I can't believe i getting paid. I'm not getting paid a lot for radio sketch writing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> You're not paying your bills for that. But that's not the point. It's just, um, yeah, to, to like the, the the amount of fun involved here in a sketch that I wrote that is made up of quotes for Predator Terminator <laughs> but somehow involves Nicola Sturgeon. I can't remember. I can't remember. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> I, I did not see us ending this this deep for some reason. <laughs> I did not see it, uh, but we, we certainly have. Neil, uh, it's amazing to catch up with you. And uh, I know, is, is there anything in the pipeline right now or are we still waiting for things to open a bit? But I know we'll be able to check out your work and Breaking the News when that comes back. But is there anything yeah. in the pipeline just now?
1: I don't know. If I sh- so I've got like sketches that I've been putting on just on social media and YouTube and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, very sporadically, as it's kind of turned out, with a kind of special effects-based, just very short wee things. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got planned for the social media stuff. In terms of the live stuff, um, the singing I'm no Billy, He's a Tim 2, which was meant to be on at the Armadillo last year, right? Yeah, maybe that's yep. time last year, I guess. It's mm-hmm. uh, been postponed a couple of times should i promote it here just in case i don't see any harm i don't see any harm. it's
0: it's an amazing show and when everything opens up people are going to want out and get to see it so
1: i mean it's listed it's listed on the armadillo website as we speak so you know it's up to them but that's been postponed now till this september right so that's a few months from now and you know fingers crossed (laughs) nothing else happens and that can go ahead uh I'm guessing, given that it's like a, it's a big indoor venue, but it's an indoor venue, so it might be a kind of in bubbles style thing. Or I, yeah, I don't know. We don't know, know. We don't know. Do just yet. Yeah, Doing as it stands, I am listed to be in Billy and Tim two at the Armadillo in September. So <laughs> blame the website if that. <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> whatever else happens, but uh, as it stands, yeah. So all right.
0: Well, look. Uh, uh, all, all, all I think is one thing to say, and so on behalf of all your fans, if I could get you just to, just for just for the benefit of the fans, if I could just get you to say she's turned the wains against us, that would be so much fun. If I could just get you to say she's turned the Wains against us, that would be okay. Um, that would be. Now, hey, the wines against us. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, uh, everyone, give it up for our amazing guest, Mr. Neil Branchpiece I will put you back in the uh, the green room, and I will say, look at that, look at the swallow look at that, look at that. Yeah, I've not seen that properly lockdown's got me like
1: lockdown's got me like
0: one's bigger than the other, that's all I've got yeah. to say we'll leave you yeah, there. it's wanking it's wanking <laughs> uh, right, I never thought the last ones, I should have expected the last ones of this were going to be, it's wanking uh, that's all we've got time for on this broadcast we're going to be back with some uh, another guest next week don't forget we are just getting up to get ready to take broadcast back on the road, we are going to be getting out into the real world in real locations again, uh, we're going to be doing some new episodes and Of course, you can check out the archive over at Broadbeard uh, over at their YouTube. And of course, you can check out all the episodes we've done, including this one. Uh, You'll be able to check it out on Spotify as well, so you can listen to broadcast while they're on the go. One more time, head over to check out Broadbeard Oils and all the amazing products we've got over there. And the next time you get Neil on, you'll be able to see them with all these Groomed beard and what have you—it's going to be bloody awesome. Uh, I'm Billy Kirkwood. A uh, quick plug for me, uh, and of course, Neil. Uh, I've got a brand new show called Virtual Comedy All Stars. It's an interactive, immersive. The equivalent of whose line is it anyway? You'll be able to dial in wherever you are Thursday nights. It's only £7. You can get your tickets at tv.com. It's an interactive comedy show which is completely unscripted. We're going to make up comedy based entirely on your suggestions with a green screen background that we can turn into absolutely anything. Some brand new games. It's a one of a kind show. You'll be able to tune in and check that out. That kicks off May 6th on Thursday nights. Get your tickets. Neil's going to be on the first show as our guest. It's going to be fucking hilarious Uh, but that's all we've got time for on this episode of broadcast I'm going to finish up and we will see you next time stay safe and look after yourselves motherfuckers cheers